talk about a bunch of stuff here. So I just got through running through. Oh, I forgot Chef. That was, you know, that's one of the things, too. Oh, that's yeah. very important there. Yeah, that's, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> that's <laughs> there. So well, I, I gave all that stuff. Tell us how you came about to being a chef and uh, your expertise in Italian. And you said you saw a vineyard outside your window growing up. Where was that? I mean, you you have a lot of stuff to tell us about you. I'll just well, let you talk for a while. Sure. Well, I have I um, I was actually my whole thing of being a chef and studying cooking uh, the culinary arts I studied in Italy but I came to Italy because my family's from there and I had I was actually modeling and uh, got a, a, a job actually for a project in Italy so when I was there for work I ended up um, finally getting to meet some of my family that's over there that I've never bet, met before oh. and uh so my, well, the vineyard you're talking about, my grandfather's family had a, a really large vineyard um, in the mountains of Abruzzo, which is kind of east, um, in the east. It's about 40 minutes from Rome. Really mm. beautiful, unspoiled territory. So that's where I began kind of studying the culinary arts, and I spent time there because they... Um, actually made wine and cheeses and like the local cheeses and breads and things like that there mm-hmm. and actually cheeses and wines that's what they made there and then my grand my grandmother's family they had a big bakery in a a, a neighboring region so uh I ended up just studying all this history about my family and getting to spend time at those places and and uh then I ended up studying uh, the culinary arts formally in Italy for a little bit and just doing culinary programs at lots of really beautiful resorts and venues in Italy. And um, that was kind of how it all, it all really began. I mean, I was always, I, I was always uh, cooking in around food because grew up in a large Italian family. So we always, you know, it was kind of a tradition to do that on Sundays and holidays especially. So it was, I guess, just kind of like a natural extension. And uh, so that, that was basically how I, how I got to, to begin to, and I mean, um, experiencing Italy, it was just, there was nothing else like it. I really fell in love with the food and the culture even more you know, experiencing it while I was there. So you you, uh, you were born and raised here in the States, though, right? Yes, I was born here in the Yes, yes. Yeah, and, but I lived uh, there for a little bit for some time. And uh, But yes, I was. I was born here in the States, yes. Oh, okay. And then, uh, so Italy is basically the roots of the family, and that's where everyone... Uh, came yeah. from and all that. So, so yeah, when you yeah. say you, you went home <laughs> back, back to Italy. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, the uh, 
your food. Oh, I, I want to bring everybody up to date. Back in June, I got an email from uh, one of Maria's interns saying that they were looking for people to be on the show for a quick interview because it was going to be Wine and Cheese Month, and they wanted oh, yeah. some uh, wine people uh, to interview and asked if I was free, and I was, and Maria had me on for about a 10 15 minute interview about cheese and stuff and wine and my pairings and my my favorites and stuff and that's yeah. where I first met her and then yeah. uh as an exchange program I uh-huh. asked her to be on with us and so that's mm-hmm. uh how we connected there and so Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh I you know, want to let people up because we've uh you know, the question, how would you get a hold of a chef to be on the show? And that, that is how. Uh, the uh, questions that we were asked when I was on your show, and I want to ask you now, uh, you yes. asked me what some of my favorite wines were. Well, I want to throw yes. that question back at you. What What are some of your favorite wines and some of the yes. food's pairings with it? Since you are a chef, I'll let you expand. Oh, yes. Yes, Definitely. Well, now that the holidays are coming up, one of my favorite wines, and it, it was a wine that I had discovered in Italy, but it's now available in the U.S. You can find it. It comes from the Piedmont region, and it's a sparkling wine, so it's kind of festive, but um, it's a little, just a tinge of sweetness. I don't really like sweet wine, but it's just a teeny tinge of sweetness. It's called Bracchetto. Bracchetto Dacqui, D apostrophe A C Q U I. And it comes from the Piedmont region. And that's one of my favorite wines. And it actually pairs well with chocolate. Oh, it's so good. But it's it's used a lot for, um, like, you know, for New Year's Eve, it's traditional to have that, you know, where as, you know, like Americans or French, they'll have champagne. That's Bracchetto is a a festive wine to have for, you know, any occasions, graduations, birthdays, New Year's Eve, um, the holidays. So it's it's a festive wine, you know, especially because it's a bubbly wine. So that's one of my real favorite favorites. I like that wine. How how is it spelled? So oh yes, Bracchetto is B R A C. C-H-E-T-O, Bracchetto, and it comes from the Piedmont region. Okay. So, so uh, and uh, when I first kind of found it and started drinking it, I would actually always take a bottle back with me when I came here, when I came <laughs> back home to the U.S., but... Uh, now, I guess people, maybe it was because of me, I started talking about it a lot, but uh, <laughs> um, I, you know, all of a sudden, I, you know, I would ask people about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, you can find it, you know, so you can find it. I mean, I know different, because in the U.S., different states have different alcohol laws, but right. a lot of uh, a lot of uh, stores, a lot of alco- uh, liquor stores, do carry Bracchetto. You can find oh. it now in the U.S. So, uh, yeah, it's from the Piedmont region, and it is a bubbly wine. 
We're good. That would be good. Like you said, the holidays coming up, that would be a good one for the holidays there. Because yes. people tend to gravitate toward the bubbies on the holidays. As, yes. You know what? As, I'm sorry. It's C-R-A-C-H. Did I say C-C? I meant C-H-E-T-T-O. B-R-A-C-H-E-T-T-O. B-R-A-C-H-E-T-T-O. Two C's. One C and H. And it's T.T.'s Bracchetto. And actually, the full name is Bracchetto Dacqui. So it's D, like dog, apostrophe, A-C-Q-U-I. But, I mean, some people just call it Bracchetto. Yeah, so if, the, if people yeah. are looking for it in, in liquor stores yeah. or wine shops. Then... B-R-A-C-H-E-T-T-O, yes. If you just call okay. that from the Piedmont. All right. So, yeah, because... You know, people probably, you know, you mention something like that, and people will go, what was that? How do you spend you on? Know, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, it comes from, there's I, actually I, a great called Bracchetto, so that's why it's called the name of the wine is Bracchetto. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. So, well, mm-hmm. that makes it easy. Uh, <laughs> you know, people people <laughs> tend to go uh, sparkly on, on holidays, and I'm always preaching yeah, to they, them. they do. They tend to get spar- uh, sparkly, yes. And, I mean, yeah. Prosecco is one of my favorites also, but Brachetto is just, like I said, it's just got this little tinge of sweetness, that ever so faint amount. And mm-hmm. um, I kind of, I, I like, Prosecco reminds me of champagne. Um, but Brachetto is, you know, it's bubbly, but it's got this tiny tinge of sweetness. So it's a little, uh, it's a little different, um, you know, and it can be, it's, it's got such a faint sweetness that you could pair it with a, you know, make it like a dessert wine, but you could still enjoy it with cheese. And it's actually pretty interesting too, with certain cheeses and things as well, if you do a pairing. You know, with like even um, a, a cheese like a Parmigiano Reggiano or, oh. or another cheese, you know, you can well, do it, it with. Uh, what yeah, is that? Yeah, or you can do it really with any. I mean, Parmigiano is has is a sweet. It actually has a little bit of a sweetness to it, but um, <laughs> but bracchetto is really like I said, my favorite thing to do is have it with something chocolatey. It just it just pairs really well with chocolate. Is uh, a a grape? Is it? I'm sorry. What is it? What is is bruschetta? Is that the name of the grape or is? Oh, bruschetta. Yes, it is. There is a bruschetta grape that that wine comes from. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, yes. There's definitely um, yeah. a uh, yeah. There's there's a uh, a grape that is called. Bracchetto, and that's why they make it Bracchetto. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, because uh, most wines aren't any after grapes anyway, and that's why I was, you know, yes. uh, wondering. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, good. And any others that, any other wine and food pairings that you might suggest? Um, sure. Well, I actually favor, Bracchetto is a red, it's actually red, too. So it's it a is? red bubbly. Yeah, wow. it's a red bubbly. I meant to I'm mention thinking, that. I forgot. Yeah, so it's a red yeah, I was, bubbly. I was thinking white. And then you say with chocolate, and mostly red is paired right. with chocolate. And I thought, well, maybe it's, this exactly. is Exactly, yes. I forgot but... to mention it is a red sparkly wine. Wow. Um, 
But I usually, I mean, you know, I like Barolos, of course, but I do, I I really prefer the later white wines. And I love, like, in the summertime, I think they're really refreshing. So one of my favorites is a wine. It's actually called Est, Est, Est. And that is E-S-T, E-S-T, E-S-T. And it's actually spelled... E-S-T with an exclamation point three times, like you repeat the word. (laughs) So, and there's, I I love the wine, but it's a very light um, white wine, and it comes from a town outside of Rome called Monte Falcone. I think that's the name of the town. And it also has a funny, kind of an interesting story about, how that wine was like discovered and uh it it has to do with back in it it was probably like the 1700s that one of the popes was traveling through rome and uh you know the popes like really good wine and food (laughs) at least back then they did i'm not i i don't know about the they still do i I think so that was really to any italian when you travel food and wine is like really important so (laughs) he had somebody scoping out his route and um he told them that because at that time there were only like these little kind of little taverny hotel combo tavern hotel places you could actually stop at for the night. So he told the person that was scoping out his travels that if you find a place with good wine, um, good wine and food, right on the door, put a sign on on their door with the word S-E-S-T. And if it's really good, put S two times. So the story goes that they found this tavern that had this wine that was so good that this per- this guy wrote three times S S S. But it's a really nice. It's a late wine. It's really really refreshing in the summertime. It's good to have with risotto or really anything. Um, that's a really good white wine, and I like I said I like it because it's light. And the other wine I like, well, there's, I guess there's two others that I really like. And uh, one is, it's actually from an heirloom grape that they've just started making this wine again. Well, just started probably like 10, 15 years ago, I guess. Um, It comes from a a grape called Pecorino. And Pecorino is a cheese, which you might know of. I'm not sure if you know Pecorino. Yeah. So from the same region is this grape called Pecorino. The the grape, they call it Pecorino, and they started, they had made a wine from this grape many years ago. And they, like I said, they just started doing this again. And um, again, Pecorino wine, there are some places, in fact, I visited a really neat little um, small organic uh, winery in the La Marche region of Italy that, um, and there's two regions, I believe, that make this in La Marche and Abruzzo. And um, 
It's a white wine. It is actually a little, has a, a little bit more, a higher alcohol content than most of the white wines. You know, it's a little bit up there, but um, so it has a little bit more of a kind of a punch, but that's a really good, it's an interesting wine. It's a little bit stronger than your, you know, than the white yeah. wines. And then they- Montepulciano. Uh, what were you going to say? I'm sorry, what's uh, that? Do they oak these wines, or they just keep them fresh and light, all of them, these, these whites you like? What, say that again? Do they what? Do, do they put any oak uh, on these wines, or do oh. they just, just keep it fresh and light all the way through? I'm pretty sure they keep it fresh and light all the way through. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. Pecorino, maybe not. Um but I'm pretty sure they do. I think they do just keep them fresh and light. Hmm. I'm pretty sure they do. It sounds like the way you're describing it, it sounds like it, you know, it just they just try to keep it as, as fruity as possible and not put any oak in it. Oh, yeah. yes. Well, that's, that could be, yep, that could be uh, definitely – True, and, I think they probably do with it, with that one with those two. And with the higher alcohol, though, that's why I was asking because of the higher yeah, alcohol. Yeah, with the one with the higher alcohol, I'm not sure that one does have a higher alcohol content. Yeah, so um, a, lot of, a lot of times those are oak, you know, to try to. Yes, that's what I was just going to say. So yeah. that may that may be um, have oak. Yep, definitely that one might be. Yeah, Definitely. I'm just curious. And you were just, there was another one. Oh, and then I was going to say, so there's one, well, one other one that's pretty interesting that's a really difficult to find in the U.S. It's really, now this one is definitely a sweet wine. It's a dessert wine. It's mm. called Vin Santo. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yes, but, I have. Um, okay, there you go. So, but you yeah. know, I don't even know if you can find it in the U.S. I'm not even I, sure if you can. Do you know? I've had it in uh-huh. the U.S. In the, so US? Know, in the U.S.? Yes, but it was a number of years ago when, when I was living right. in California. And uh, uh-huh. I had a, a, a favorite wine shop there that uh, I used to frequent. And uh-huh. the owners and the people who worked there knew me. And so they would bring out different ones that, were new and that came in and they said here you have to try this this is from Italy it's really really interesting and uh-huh. uh, I tried it and I'd forgotten about it until you just mentioned it again and yes <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. yes so that that wine is a typical like a Tuscan wine mm-hmm. and yeah. it's served at, like the tradition was Actually, that wine was used. It's called Bean Santo. It means holy wine because it was it was used um, in the like in the Catholic Mass for Easter. Mm. The priests would use that, but in Tuscany, it's like the tradition that at the end of your meal, you always have you would ha- you have Bean Santo at the end of the meal because it's a dessert wine. And it's mm-hmm. really good with a traditional Tuscan biscotti, which are, you know, those cookies, those, uh, mm. oh, those yeah. hard cookies. You have twice-baked biscotti. So it's really good. So that that's it's an 
I kind of like things that have an interesting story to them. So being Santo has a real interesting story. And I actually did a, uh, I did a TV series for PBS and I did it in, in Italy. And we did, I did go to a vineyard and I was in this one place where they aged the bean santo and oh my gosh, the the smell was just so <laughs> it was incredible. Oh I got to go inside the cave where they were, you know, aging oh. the bean santo and um yeah, it was oh so smell so good because it's a sweet wine. Mm-hmm. So really that that is one of definitely a favor, but it's just one you really don't I think with, you know, a normal, like a white wine that I've mentioned, or even Barchetto, you're going to, you know, you might have a big, a bigger glass where this being, well, you know, you have been Santo. Yeah. So and, you and probably just, have a smaller, because it's like a dessert. It's like an ice wine or. Uh, right. That's something it. Something on, you know, or a, a uh, uh, Hungarian toque or something like that. It's just, you, you. Uh, so it turns. It's just a little bit. It's sweet. It's just a little bit, and yes. it, it's used as a dessert itself. And yeah, the, uh, the like you say, the hard cookies just complement it a little bit there. Yeah, yes, we uh, do. It's a, it's like I said. It's definitely a Tuscan thing because um, anywhere you go. In fact, the kind of running joke is that when they, you know, if you go to someone's house for dinner and they pull out the bean santo, you know that it's the end of the dinner because it's just so <laughs> traditional that's it. that that that's the end of the dinner. You know, it's, you know, it's the end of your dinner. So. <laughs> oh, but I, no I know, it's, yeah, I know it's like a, a longer aging pro- fermentation process, I believe. And I think it's a lot more, um, expensive and things like that to age yeah. it. So I, think that that's one of the reasons why it's not really that easy. In, in fact, in Italy, it's not that easy to find either. Really? So, uh, I, I can yeah, say it was not, years and years ago I had, find. and I mm-hmm. have never seen it since then. And in fact, I looked for it uh, right. for a no, number of years, and then I just forgot about it because it, it can never yeah. be found. And so, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I've never, I've never had it in the U.S. I had it there, but and there they sell it like when they sell it, it's in smaller bottles. Because I, in fact, mm-hmm. like the last things I did on TV was uh, I was in Montepulciano and some of the vineyards in the Tuscan region. And uh, the Vin Santo, I know they're sold in smaller bottles. And like I said, you just drink like a small kind of a little shot glass of that. But it's just mm. an interesting, you know, it has an interesting, definitely an interesting backstory to it. So that was an, that's another one of my favorites also. And most people yeah. don't think of a very sweet wine like that from Italy. When they think of sweet wines, again, it's the Hungarian Tokay right. or the or the Sorterns from France or even ice wines from you know Germany. Right. But a very sweet wine like that is not something that you think about when that, you think of Italian right. wine. Exactly. There's also another one that's really good that comes from Sicily, and I'm trying to think of what the name is. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's not it's not as sweet as Vin Santo, but it's a sweet wine, and it comes from Sicily. And I've used it in desserts, and I can't think of the name of it. 
I don't um, recall. No. No, I can't think of anything. That's also another good wine. Um, that's also another good one, but I just yeah. can't think of the name of that one. So, I, but that's a good one. Don't think I've ever had a, a sweeter wine from from Sicily. Most of them are, yes. are not. They're dry, dry stuff. Yes. Almost all of them from Yeah, Sicily. this one is actually, it's known for, for like you would use it for desserts. Um, and that's why, you know, cause it's, uh, it's a sweeter wine and I know I've used it for a dessert and I'm just trying to think of the name of it, but that, that's another good wine. And I don't, I'm, I guess I'm just getting on this topic of sweet wines. I usually don't really like, um, sweet wines that much. It just so happens that those, I, uh, I, I do, you know, I do like those, um, the ones that I've mentioned, but. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's that's what it is. You know what? I think it's Malvasia. I think Malvasia. that's it. That's one. Yes. I think that is a little sweeter. I'm pretty sure that. It is sure a little sweeter, a... but I, I was it, not as sweet as the, the Santo. Uh, no, no. Well, Vin Santo, I, nothing is like, even the Barchetto, nothing is as sweet as that. Vin Santo is almost like a syrupy almost like a therapy. No, no, it's not. There's nothing like else that's wine. that sweet. Yes, exactly. But it is, it's a, um, Malvasia is, is sweet. I, I think it's similar to like a Moscato. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, not, but yeah. it's good with desserts. And I know, like I said, I know I've used it with, uh, I've used it in desserts also. I'm not, I don't remember which ones, but I just can remember getting that, and going all, you know, to a few places looking for this Malvasia there while I was there. So that's that's a good one also. Yeah, it's uh yeah, I've had Malvasia. I wasn't hmm, that uh I haven't had Malvasia, Zibibo. Yes, you know what else? There's one called Zibibo. Have you ever heard of that one? That one I have not, no. Yeah, that's a little bit um that's pretty interesting. And uh it's a little, it's not really sweet, sweet. I would say it's not, it's kind of, um, but that is an interesting one, Zabibo. It's a little teeny bit sweet. But the other one I I like, and it's just, I, I think this would be more considered like a table wine, the Montepulciano from Abruzzo. Oh, so yeah. people are always saying, oh, Montepulciano, they, they all always think of Montepulciano from Montepulciano, Tuscany. Right. And the Montepulciano from Abruzzo, I actually, I actually prefer it more only because the, you know, the soil in Tuscany is very much made of like rocks and yeah, it's volcanic. And, you know, it's a, the, the wines that come from Tuscany are I don't know what the right word is to describe. Nothing against the wines from Tuscany, no, but yeah, yeah. What, yes. But what I'm just trying to say is, so when you taste the Montepulciano from Abruzzo, it's got a softer, kind of gentler feel to it. That's what I'm trying to say. Where Tuscany is quite as acidic. Uh, that's it. Tus- that's it. Yes. Tuscany um, Montepulciano tends to be. A little bit more acidic, a little bit more of a bite to it, whereas yes, 
you get away, you don't have that. The acid tends to yes, soften. Yes, exactly. It's because of the, a lot, really because of the soil. Because in a brood, so you're in like the mountains are unspoiled and, you know, you're, it's mm-hmm. kind of far away from a lot. Whereas Tuscany, you know, well, Tuscany, there's some backwards and stuff like that too. But uh, Abruzzo is a little bit is is the the soil is different and uh, the uh, the wine that's one of my favorite you know is the Montepulciano yeah. of Abruzzo the the uh, the sweet I mean not that's not sweet that's a table wine that's a t- table yeah. wine and then the white wine that's kind of the brother or sister to Montepulciano is called Treviano d'Abruzzo Treviano. Yeah. Is the white yeah, wine, yep. Yeah. So yeah, those are that. two that I like. I mean, Abruzzo is where my family's from and where I lived for so long. Oh. So I'm kind of familiar with those two, the Montepulciano and Trebbiano. So I like um, the wines of Abruzzo, those two anyway. Whenever like anyone them. mentions Italy and asks what my favorite wine, I, without hesitation, immediately say Barbera. That without oh, Barbera, that's a really good. Yep, that's really good too. My yep. favorite wine coming out of Italy with you know, yeah. Yes. I, I love Barbera, and uh, <laughs> it really is just it's one of my go-tos. If somebody says, "What do you want from Italy?" Barbera, without. Yes, no question, right? Yes, that's a good. That's definitely a good, uh, a good wine. Yes, and and you know, even here in the states, uh, a nice Barbera from Italy is not that expensive. They no, it's 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 really not. The one thing too that I always tell people is the Tuscan wines. You know, because we were talking about the the Montepulciano. So when you get the Montepulciano from Tuscany versus the one from Abruzzo, the one from Tuscany, because Tuscany, they do spend loads of money on promotion and publicity and (laughs) advertising. So which is the truth. So their their Montepulciano, where, you know, is going to be a lot costlier than the Montepulciano of Abruzzo. And, um you know, it's a good wine, the Montepulciano of Abruzzo, and you can get that for a, a a little bit less, you know, of a cost. And it's a good a good wine for a really reasonable cost. So that's a good point um, too. The advertising makes a big difference on that. That's it, that's one of the things about Barbera. You don't see it advertised. You don't see it talked about and right. stuff like that. And it, the price exactly is still pretty reasonable on all of the stuff you get in the Barberas out of Italy. So, yes, uh, yes, definitely. I definitely. am going to move on to something else here. Is uh-huh. your books? You are a, a author of lots of different books. Uh, the uh, yes, uh, we have to talk about those and let, give you some yes. little side promotions on on your books here yes. for people. Uh, yeah, the basic art of Italian cookie, Da Vinci. Style now. What? Why is that? A, is that a different style than, say, grandma style? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I called it Da Vinci style because uh, because I did the book on. Well, here's the backstory to that. So when I was in Italy, I started um, doing research on. Um, I I just have always been so fascinated with Leonardo da Vinci and Mm -hmm. I started doing more research on him and I found 
out that uh, in my research that he actually was a foodie, and he there were lots of inventions of his that people aren't aware of because, you know, the Mona Lisa, the Last Supper. I mean, who uh, wants yeah. to talk about him inventing a fork or an olive oil press? Who's going <laughs> to talk about that? <laughs> Those things are pale in comparison to all the big-time things he did. But he did. He invented um, the the spit, like the spit that they use. I guess you, it's kind of like a, a roaster for chicken. You know, he invented mm, that. Yeah. He invented the olive oil press. He invented um, lots of things, even the point of where um, they, the idea of like coordinating the linens for the table and making a really aesthetic table. He kind of, he basically started that and, and he actually did plan out weddings. That was like one of his favorite things to do. I mean, these big things where he would have like actors and dancers and, you know, for wealthy people. So, I mean, and the, the in the research they claim that he actually he actually planned out the Mona Lisa's wedding. He oh, was really? the wedding planner oh. for that wedding, and oh. um, yeah, and there's actually some stuff around that 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 point to the this cheese, oh, which I can't think of the name of it, but it he made it the official cheese of Mona Lisa's wedding and. This cheese uses Mona Lisa as uh, kind of for their their website. I have to think of the name of this cheese. Oh my goodness! It it's it's neat because it looks like it it's aged in the form of like a wedding cake, like with layers, kind of tears. <laughs> And, uh, but anyway, so to make a long story short, so I got more and more into researching this. So I wanted to do a book a little bit about, and he also, he, and he had a restaurant in Tuscany with, um, Sandro Bocelli, who is a very famous artist. See, they went to art school together and, uh, (laughs) but they just, it, it only lasted six months, the restaurant that they had. <laughs> but because what they did was they actually artistically, and you can find the menu, they artistically drew out this menu that was really hard to figure out. And they would serve, they would want to serve dishes like aesthetically pleasing, which people didn't have a clue back then. They were just used to the food being kind of plopped and big, you know, <laughs> thing, big like bowls. So it just like, whoa, it was like way over people's heads. So it didn't do too well, but he was definitely one of the original foodies. And um, I, so what I did was I wanted to do this book and kind of dedicate it to him and a lot of stuff about him. So each chapter is about a town in Italy that he lived in and the work oh. that he did there. And then the each chapter has the traditional recipes that I came up with that were the traditional recipes from that particular town. So um, because oh, he lived nice. in different cities in Italy. Yes. And then I have um, poetry that he did write poetry about different foods um, yeah. That were found in his notebook, and but it was in old Italian. So I had a professor um, translate the old Italian translate. There's like three or four poems that we have 
from him that he wrote that are in the back in the book also. So that's why it's called Da Vinci Style. And uh, I sure. I actually kind of had a a I guess you call it a Da Vinci moment. A, a famous artist in Italy had painted my portrait and exhibited it all throughout the the world. So I have on the cover. It's kind of like me as the Mona Lisa. So we have that also. Um, <laughs> we couldn't figure out what to put on the cover, and I'm like, you know what? So then we kind of thought about it, and so anyway, so it's all kind of you know devoted to Da Vinci, and and it's related to that. And I get, I get it. People are so fascinated with him. I get asked to do presentations on the book all the time, and. Oh, um, yeah, well, people really like are so interesting, interested in you're, that. You're you're telling about him. You're telling the story about him and all that. And only you know, yeah. you have well, it says there's over a hundred recipes throughout the book. So it's yeah. not just you know stories about him, but it's these recipes and the areas right. and all that stuff. It sounds fascinating, yeah. really. Yes, um, yes, it is. It is. It was just. It was really, really interesting doing the. Uh, you know, doing the research on them too. Really interesting. Oh, it, it sounds like it sounds like a great book on that. And Leonardo da Vinci mm-hmm. is just a uh, a fascinating figure in itself. Every once in a while, you'll see mm-hmm. something and say that he invented this, and you're going, "Oh, wow!" You know, it's just like yeah. He, there's really it's unbelievable, but there's almost nothing that I don't think he didn't you know, invent, he just invented so many things that, you know, or started the makings of, you know, of the bicycle, the submarine, like I said, the, the place settings. And I mean, it's just, the list goes on and on. So, um, but yeah, he invented so many different things. And so many so, things yes, were invented exactly. that the technology wasn't there to build it or right. to even imagine it. But there he said, this is what it should be. Exactly. And it's, just, it's amazing. This has yeah, been amazing. It, 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 Since it we are in the definitely. holiday season, you did not stop with just one cookbook. You have another, and mm-hmm. that is The Basic Art of yeah. Italian Cooking Holidays and Special Occasions. Yes. Yeah, that one is all about – so that one is – um, each chapter is devoted to a different holiday, and uh-huh. it goes from, let's see, we go from uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, um, Valentine's Day, Carnival, which is like Mardi Gras in right. Italy. E- That's kind of like your Mardi Gras. The Epiphany, yes. The Seven Fishes. Yes, in the Feast of the Seven Fishes also. So in each chapter, again, is devoted to a holiday. And there's, I mean, the books are actually culinary memoirs. So I have stories in there, um, autobiographical stories and menus that go with each chapter. And then there's about 10 recipes for each, um, that go with each chapter also in wow. that book. Yes, yep. That, so that, yeah, that one is more holiday oriented but i always say you know you don't it doesn't have to be a holiday to use the recipes you can really make any day a holiday but that book has gotten um is really famous for the it's really popular for the holidays and that's old actually all around the world it's only in english but we're trying working on getting that translated but um it's become really popular it won an award in paris Called the, wow. called the Gourmand World Award. So, 
Um, yeah, so that's that that has become really really popular. Yes, and I usually do like uh, presentations, especially for this time of the year, the piece of the seven fishes. But because of the way things are, I have not been able to do live. You know, a lot of live events. So uh, we're doing some virtual. But, uh, but, yeah, I usually do lots of live, you know, wine pairings or holiday type of uh, cooking classes on the Feast of the Seven Fishes, which everybody what, seems to be fascinated with, too. For for those of us who are not familiar with the Feast of the Seven Fishes, uh, quickly, what what is it? Yes, yeah, so that's, um, that's actually... For Christmas Eve, the um, Italians, well, it has its roots in the Catholic religion, so you're not supposed to eat meat on Christmas Eve. And so the the meal, you know, loosely, trans, loosely, you know, there's people saying it's seven fishes, but actually in Italy it's just, they call it La Vigilia, which is Christmas Eve, and people just eat the meal is just all seafood. It's no um, no meat at all. And then on Christmas Day you do have meat. So, but here for some reason, um, you know, some people will say seven fishes. Some people will say nine dish, nine fishes. You know, <laughs> different dishes. So you have that many. But like I said, in Italy they just have many. It's just it's a Christmas Eve is made up of many courses, and it's usually made up of seafood and either risotto or some kind of a pasta dish, you know, but it's usually, it's at least seven courses, seven to nine courses, so, um, but that's the tradition um, of having seafood, you know, you have seafood for Christmas Eve, and then usually Christmas Day is a, uh, some kind of a festive lasagna Oh. And that's when they'll have meat on Christmas Day. So yeah, that's what the Feast of the Seven Fishes is about. It's all that's... it's a multi-course meal, and you know you want to have at least seven different seafood dishes. Any seafood is fine. Seven different seafood dishes. So... Wow. That, well, see, I'm not Italian, so that's why I am not yeah. familiar with it. I, I never. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the Feast of the Seven Fishes. It. So it's just I, the. It's just the, at least the seven, you know, seafood dishes. And the seafood could be anything. I know um, <clears throat> I've had uh, people make grilled eel on Christmas <laughs> Eve. And the thing, the thing also we were talking, so we were talking about Leonardo da Vinci. So in the picture of the Last Supper is pictured grilled eel and oranges. And that was like a big kind of a, a a dish that was in one of the cookbooks from way back when it would it was a cookbook that da vinci had in his library so grilled eel is something that comes from like the you know what 17 1800s that people were now before then that people before were doing then, yeah. grilled eel so they grill it over the fireplace <laughs> and uh it's actually very interesting yes so You've had grilled eel, I take it. Yes, yes. Uh huh. It's actually really good for you too. So, but yes. Mm-hmm. So grilled eel and oranges is uh yep that's what's pictured in the Last Supper, and huh. 
<clears throat> yes. And oh, I, I it was, that. yeah, that was, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, that sometimes that's one of the one of the courses for Christmas Eve. Yes. The all these uh, uh, holidays here that you have in this book, you still stay with the Italian style cooking and everything. Um, what do you mean in the book, or do you mean personally? Yeah. Uh, in the personally. Book. Uh, oh, in the, yeah, book, no, in, in the book, in the yes. book, yes, yes, in the book, um, yeah, in the book, there it's traditional Italian, but I do, um, you know, sometimes I might tweak it a little bit, but I try to stick to the traditional, you know, way of doing things. Um, sometimes I might try and make it a little bit healthier in one or another way, but mm-hmm. usually. I, I stick to the point of having just all real, you know, real ingredients, real foods, real ingredients, not using really anything, say, you know, processed or whatever, just, you know, real simple ingredients. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so uh, in that way, it's, it's, you know, the traditional. It's delicious and it's probably yes. full of flat fats and flavors that we just absolutely love. So Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh the basic art of Italian cooking. That just seems like that's an extension of the the others that you just well had yes, more recipes so the, you need to do. Well that was the first one. That was actually was so we worked our way back. So that was we went from the 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 third one to the second to the first. So that was oh. my very first one. <laughs> Excuse me. And that one is actually a coffee table book. It's it's um it's a it's like six by nine. So it's no, no. is it nine by six actually? Nine, nine by, by six. six. Yeah. That one is my first one. And that one has again it's a culinary memoir. So it has stories about the little towns that I've gone to and lived in and all in Italy. But also um it has the most simplest recipes, like I think the easiest recipes mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me, that people can you know, um, people that might not be really experienced or they were, you know, not sure what they want, if they want to try something or whatever, really the easiest recipes, the most basic recipes are in that. But that has some, and it does come with, it does have menus in there too to combine the different recipes. But um, that each would... recipe there there kind of relates to the stories in that chapter. And that would be a good way to get, Get your feet wet, so to speak, uh, in Italian yes. cuisine, if you want to. Exactly. Yes. So that was yeah, that was the first one. Then the holidays, <laughs> excuse me, one was the second, and then the Da Vinci one was the third. Oh, okay. And I'm, I'm looking at your your uh, your website. I guess it is here, and and this shows them in the order I'm reading them down through here. It doesn't say anything mm-hmm. else. But then the fourth yes. one here, the basic art of pizza, a little short book. Yes. But well, I have. There's actually about. So that is in a series that I started called the basic art of, and each of those mm-hmm. books relate to one topic. They're short. So you're right. The basic art of pizza. Then there's the basic art of pasta. pasta. The basic yeah. art of cocktails. The basic art of coffee. Um, basic art of Christmas dinner. Christmas dinner, yes. 
So that's and just really that. Tuscan style wedding. A Tuscan style wedding, yes. And, and then, yep. And the then last. the basic art of uh, experiencing Venice. That was another one. And yeah, that's and all in Venice. And then I do, so those are the shorter books, and they're devoted to one topic. And I have another book that's coming out um, in hopefully that it'll be April. It's just called mm-hmm. The Basic Art of Italian Cooking Diaries. And it's coming from, um, well, you know, with the pandemic and all, I just had some extra time and I couldn't yeah. <laughs> go back to Italy. And I had all these diaries that I had written while I was there and studying cooking. Oh. So <clears throat> what I did was I went and uh, I went through my diaries and my blog that's up already and um, decided to release the diaries in in you know, book form. So this will be the first one. This is called the Basic Art of Italian Cooking Diaries Seasons. And this one is each chapter. There's four long chapters. Each chapter is devoted to a season. And um, and the recipes relate to those seasons and those diary entries that I have. So, so yeah, so that'll be my um, new series of books that that's coming out. In oh, April. you're going to make a whole yeah. series of that then? Okay. Probably, yes, because I have so many um, diaries that, you know, diary entries that I had kept while I was there. So <clears throat> we probably will do at least one more mm-hmm. from that. But th- there's the that. key to it, uh, you know, that your diaries, you kept obviously very good diary notes and you can refer back to them yes. now and so that, that's yes excellent. exactly exactly <laughs> exactly i have them all over the place because i'm the type of person that i like to keep like these little notebooks everywhere even by like by my bed and sometimes i'll scribble <laughs> stuff so i find the, the you know my stuff all over the place but yes <laughs> <laughs> all sorts of notes uh yeah. Uh, going I, uh, again. I'm looking at your website here. I noticed a couple of uh, things here. Ghost hunting in Italy. I mean, like, yeah. Ooh, ghost. I mean, that's what you mean. Ghost. Ghost. <laughs> yes. Yes. There are really haunted. Um, there's haunted castles in Italy, and uh, for. You know, especially for like Halloween, that's a big thing is um, touring the haunted castles. But that's kind of on my website. I have like a, you know, a written tour of the types of castles and places to see. But there's interesting places that, you know, obviously because Italy's so old. That, I mean, it's older compared to, you know, the USA. So right, yeah. there's a lot of tales of different places being inhabited by, you know, by ghosts and things. So, but those are definitely the castles that are um, supposedly haunted. And uh, yes. Well, we do a uh, October, we always do a haunted show. We have a lady that is always Joy Neighbors who does a, uh, blogs and she speaks on genealogy and all that and she's uh-huh. always been 
encountered by spirits or ghosts, if you will, over her life. And so she's always on uh-huh. in October, and we, we talk about oh, it. Oh, well. so That's why I caught uh-huh. my eye there. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, a lot of... Uh, <laughs> A lot of haunted stuff, I imagine, would be more so in Europe and Italy and all around over there than there would be in the United States, although there are many, many tales that we have here in the United yes, States. Yes, definitely. So yes, yes. So that's interesting. Uh, yes, it is interesting. Yeah. It, it, you know, in fact, there's a haunted winery not too far from where I am here in, in uh, oh, Florida. Oh, wow. Yeah. They have that? They have... Uh, Ghost, uh, uh, what the ghost walks every Saturday night, and uh, they really, yeah, they do have ghost walks, and uh, they have uh, they've been on the show a couple times talking about the ghost around there and all that. So, and then (laughs) there's other wineries around the country that uh, have uh, ghosts. I've had them on the show and talked about Belvar in Missouri and. Uh There's one in uh, West Virginia that uh, is haunted. So, yeah, it's they're all over the place. Wow, I didn't know that about the wineries being haunted. Yeah. How about that? Yes. Yeah, there's, there's wineries around. So it's just, it's just interesting stuff. It's, it's yes, it stuff. is. It is interesting. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, but you have uh, uh, your, your webpage. That's just what I keep referring to. Uh, it's... Uh-huh. For those of you who want to check it out, it is Maria M A R I A Liberati. Is it pronounced Liberati? Yes, Libera- Liberati. Uh huh. Liberati. Yeah, Liberati. That's correct. L i b e r a t i dot com, mm-hmm. and go mm-hmm. to that, and there's all sorts of stuff on there. It's, it's homepage. It tells about Maria and what she has been doing in her life at the store where the books are, uh, you can order those. And let me promote you a little bit here. You can order any of those books. I'm sure they're available through Amazon or any other number of places that have books available. Are any of mm-hmm. them available uh, for download so you can just uh, read them on tablets on or something? Kindle, on Kindle, they, Kindle has them for downloads. Okay. On Kindle, so, you can read them. Yep, on Kindle, I know you can get them through Kindle um, as a download, yes. Okay, so there you go. You can go through Kindle or you can go, again, Amazon, I'm sure, has some or any number of other places that yes. sell books. I'm sure they're on a lot of that. But it also has her blogs, uh, some videos, a list of her podcasts and different places she's appeared on. Uh, a gallery of different things, and if you have any comments or any questions for her or anything, you can always contact her, and I'm sure she will be happy in her busy schedule to get back with you on legitimate questions or comments. Uh uh, I say, you know, legitimate questions and comments. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please. Mike, do you have any comments or questions or anything to say to Maria while uh, while she's here? Mike? Did you leave us? Uh, he should be there. Oh. Well, right now. There what? you are. All right. Oh, okay. I'm over here talking. I'm like, wow, 
They can't hear me. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, I had to reset something. Um, yeah, while you were talking about uh, Mona Lisa, it's a live show. You know, if this was recorded, we could cut that out. I mean, but, yeah, uh, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. We, we've done that in the past, actually. Uh, but um, we were talking about Mona Lisa, and I found some matches for, for cheeses. And I found Gouda. I don't know if that's it. Or no, Pecorino. that's not it. I... Say that again? Pecorino, Pecorino nope. Trevioni? Okay, no, that's, that is a cheese, but that's not it. It's, uh, I believe it begins with an, a B. And, uh, <laughs> There's no magic. <laughs> no B. Uh, I'm going to lose sleep over this now. <laughs> it, it is really cool. It looks, it's, when it's aged, it's aged in a, uh, in the form of a wedding cake. And it, it was like, wait, back then they would register because each cheese is from a different region. So back then, you know, if you had, if you had a lot of money and you had a special event, the cheese that you had was like the registered cheese for that event. And this cheese was the registered cheese for Mona Lisa's event. I'm going to look see if I can find it real quick. I know it's really driving me crazy because they they actually use her for, but it's Italian. The website is in Italian. Yeah. And uh, they use her likeness for, let me see something, for the, uh, the I can hear the keyboard. And, uh, <laughs> it is just... Yeah, but anyway, this was like the registered. Oh gosh, I cannot. I, I, I you know, I'll find it when we're when we're done. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I know I'll find it. I'll I'll, uh, I'll post it on our mm-hmm. site. Email it to me, and I'll post it because everyone now is starting to say, "Okay, what is it?" And you know, yeah, has to be there. Um, yeah. The other thing you were talking about was. Uh, the uh, cookbooks and the Italian cooking. I, I, my mom was from uh, Verona and uh-huh. um, I, I, when you were talking about the pastas and the, and the dishes and everything, I missed the most. Well, besides her is the, the home cooked Italian food is just uh, so much. Nothing comes close to it. I mean, she would no. hand make, hand make the dough and put it through this metal. I don't know what the thing was, but it could form spaghetti and lasagna and everything that you wanted Italian wise. <laughs> The whole dining room table was just filled with noodles and, uh, you know, everything you could think of. Just like, wow, this is going to be a food. Yes. Um, and the food can't, cannot beat the food, uh, the home-cooked food, uh, Italian food. I, I'm actually, I'm going to have to look at your, uh, your book and see what you have there. And, uh, she's still searching. I can see that. She's still like. Yes, it's just, just just driving me nuts. But, yes, you're absolutely right. And, you know, usually, like, uh, our grandparents would take like two, spend like actually two weeks to cook the stuff, you know, oh, the wow. stuff that they made for for Christmas. That was like a big thing. I mean, they would be Jeez. cooking for, for at least two two weeks before with the cheeses and the cookies. In fact, a lot of the cookies that they made and the sweets, you can't even find them there because there are things that take a long time, you know, take a couple of weeks, some of the doughs and things like that and preparation and all of that. So not everything um, do you still find there. 
even uh, in Italy. So, um, but yes, they, you know, there were, there was food all over the place at this, at, uh, during holidays, definitely. Almost like an event. (laughs) Yes. Yes, definitely like an event. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and wine. Oh, and wine. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody had wine. I, one, I'd always tell people that came into the winery, I said, you know, you go into an Italian neighborhood and everybody would have wine. And the UPS guy knock on the door and they'd answer and say, come in, come in, have a glass of wine. And the mailman would deliver a package. Come in, come in, have a glass of wine. And, you know, people walking down the street, come in. I mean, this is Italian neighborhoods are that way. They just, they all made their own little batch of wine and they wanted to share it with everybody. Oh yeah. When I was, uh, let me tell you, Ron. When I w- when I went to um, uh, when I was in Italy, uh, I was eight years old, and uh, we went to uh, the Swiss Alps. I guess it was on that side. Um, took uh-huh. a train, took a bus. I think it was, and we go to this uh, like a big lodge. I don't know if I told you this, Ron, but long tables. Everybody sat next to everybody. There could have been you know several hundred people in this place, and they would come around and put a <laughs> bottle of wine between two people. And they put they put a bottle of wine between my brother and I, and I'm like I'm eight, and I go what am I supposed to do with this? Mom says you're supposed to drink it. Let me open it for you. I was like what? And and I mean every two people got a full bottle of wine, and and if it, any you know the adults would empty it, I'm sitting there going no way, I still have to go skiing, um, and I'm eight, and oh every, my gosh. Every, like it was the the best time. I mean, they. It, it's just amazing how how different the, you know the culture and everything is. It's, it's just yeah. you know, hey, here's here it is. You know, um, none of like like what we would have today. They they couldn't even no no not even close. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. It was a great time. Yeah, um, that's like, funny. <laughs> 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 yeah. Like, what? Drink up. I'm not a midget. I'm a kid. Exactly. Oh, great. No idea. Yeah. They didn't they didn't carve it. Um, okay, we have to figure out this cheese thing. We can't go without this. Canadians, no. Anyway, uh, no, I don't have. A, I appreciate that. I'm gonna have to check out the website and see. Uh, I'm gonna check out your books and uh, you mentioned Kindle, so that's a, that's a good option as well as. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can download them from Kindle, definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna check those out. But they're, anybody they're else all. Out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go on, Mike. I'm just gonna say they're all available. Yeah, Everything's just, available out there, and uh, uh, yeah, the whole uh, whole stack of them. Again, go to her website. And yeah. you can see all of them because there are a, a variety of them there. And mm-hmm. I, I would think, personally, I would look at uh, getting the uh, Excuse me. I don't want to interrupt you, but I found it. I found oh. it. I knew it was here. I had to look it up in Italian. So <laughs> it's, it was, okay. So it's called formaggio means cheese in Italian. And mm-hmm. it's called Formaggio Montebore. That's the name. That's why I had B, but I, I was thinking for Montebore, Bore. So it's Montebore, M-O-N-T-E-B-O-R-E. 
And um, that was supposed to be the official cheese that was at um, at the wedding of La Jaconda, who is the that's the nickname of Mona Lisa. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to no, know. You didn't know. I found it. So it's called Montebori, M-O-N-T-E-B-O-R-E, and that's the name of the cheese, and it's from Piemonte. Um, also, like Piemont, a, uh, the Piedmont uh, region. Yeah, I see that. Uh, there's a picture on it's on Wikipedia, but it does show a picture of it, and it does look like a uh, this is like like a, a wedding kind drink. of a, a crude yeah. form of a wedding cake. Yes, yeah. there you go. Uh, yes. Oh my God! Is it Italian? I can't is it, it the... <laughs> formed that way, or is it fermented that way? It's it's aged that way. It's aged it's that aged. way. I believe. Wow. Oh, formed. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes, it's formed and then aged that way. Oh. Mm. Yes. Oh, and it's comes. It actually comes from like the 1100. So it's from. Wow. Uh, yeah. Good. I'm glad you found it. We. <laughs> Yes, I knew it was driving me nuts. I knew, yes. But anyway, so that's the cheese. I'm sorry. But anyway. You speak Italian, obviously. Any other languages? Yes, uh-huh. yes I do. Yeah. Well, I speak Italian, and I, I actually originally went to school to be a linguist. So oh. I studied French for a long time. And uh, unfortunately, I mean, I understand it and, and I read it and, you know, I still have it there, but it's languages are kind of like playing an instrument. You really have to practice them. So I think you lose them. Exactly. So I do try and read and, you know, whatever. So French is kind, was kind of the language that I studied the longest. Um, Italian, really, I didn't study for a long time. It's just that I learned it because my family spoke Italian, and then living in Italy, I I learned it there. And then I know a little bit of Spanish um, because I studied a little bit in college, and it's very similar to, you know, somewhat similar to French and Italian, but Italian is the one, the second line. I would consider that as my second language. Uh Um, But it really helps studying the culinary arts, knowing French and Italian, because yes, both of those those languages are really, you know, lots of good information and things in French and Italian for the culinary arts, yes. Mm, Okay. So um, (laughs) what I started to say on there, though, is these books, I, I think I would recommend and i don't know but just looking at these i would recommend actually getting the three books that we talked about the basic art of italian cooking and the da vinci the uh holiday edition and uh well the basic art of italian cooking the holiday edition and the uh the da vinci style and those in hard copies because you have recipes in all of those and yeah. So it just it would be uh, much easier just to have the recipes right there in front of you and all of those and exactly. have everything available. And yes, then, uh, yes. you know, the the other ones you can check out on Kindle or something. But uh, yes. yeah, I I personally would just you know look at it and do it that way. So yes, yes. 
Okay, Marie, anything else you would like to make comments on? or? Uh, um, nothing else, sure really, that I can think of. I thank you so much for taking your time out and joining us tonight. It was really quite educational. I learned a few things myself about uh, not just the wines of Italy, but also I learned quite a bit about cooking and the cheese of Mona Lisa's wedding. I Yes. Uh, <laughs> glad we found that. So, yes, <laughs> me too. I'm really glad we found that. Yes. <laughs> um, I heard I heard Mike sigh when you said that too. He was happy. Yes. So thank you very much for taking the time to join us tonight. It was a pleasure. And uh-huh. uh, maybe sometime in the future we can get you back on again. After oh, de- definitely. Yes, definitely. I will. Yep, I will let you know. And thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed being on the show, too. Thank you. Oh, it was our pleasure. Thank you very much, and have yourself a thank wonderful you. evening. You, too. Thanks again. Okay, okay mm-hmm. bye. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Bye now. Bye. Oh, yeah, I was going nuts. I was like, come on, if it's not on Google, it doesn't exist. And I kept running into these roadblocks. She's just making and, it up. Uh, I'm, taking, I'm taking notes, and I'm like, I'm not finding anything. And uh, some of these other ones are like, uh, if, you put, if you put Mona Lisa cheese in Google, you come up with, uh, what was the one? It, said, it was a stupid thing. It said, Da Vinci tells Mona Lisa to say cheese. I'm like, no, that's not what it's about. <laughs> You know, Mona Lisa, cheese and quotes, smile, you know, and I was like, no, I'm looking for cheese that you eat. So I tried, I tried other things. Yeah, I tried other things and well, it wasn't working. But You would not have found it because she found it in, in the Italian. Yeah. Uh, and when she said that and I put that in, in Google, the response was from an Italian website. And I go, I can't read this. You know, she, yeah. she's talking about I'm like that. No. I can't get what this is. That's why she was able to find it because she knew the Italian. Yeah. Totally different. Totally. Totally. Mona Lisa blue cheese. Like, no, that's not it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I did find the, uh, I did find the Brocchetto Diaki um, Rinaldi at uh, Total Wine and More. Yep. Oh, is it there? uh, They do have it at mm -hmm, $29.99. Uh, they have it in stock in Wesley Chapel. I don't know about any place else. But, uh, yeah, there's other places. Um, could not find nice. it on ABC Liquor, but uh, Total Wine does have it. Yeah, yeah Total so, Wine does a bit more. Well, that sounds interesting. I might mm-hmm. have to jump yeah. there and get some. Uh, huh, very good. Good, but, uh, good trip over there. I haven't been to that one, actually. I don't know where that's yeah. at. It might be in that mall someplace but uh yeah i think the other one i went to total wine isn't there one on or was there one on dale mabry i think uh in there Tampa? still is yeah um, there still is okay. right there right off of 275 yeah yeah that's right uh it's in a shopping thing right um yeah it's right next to yeah the building itself but it's you know it's right next to shopping yeah it's been a mall. while uh, been to Tampa. I, I don't want to say mall but stores and stuff yeah yeah Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I just remember driving by it. Um, yeah. Okay. Well. Um, yeah. Very good very guest. Good. And uh, yeah, that was, her, that... her books. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna check yeah. it out. I gotta find it. Yeah. I, tried, I gotta try to go to a Kindle. Just 
store, and I like it is Amazon, and, think, and you have to be careful on Amazon because there's an there's a Anna Maria Liberati who also is on there, but I don't think these are her books. So oh. uh, I got to do some more. Yeah, I was like, well, that's, that's an interesting close. thing. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So if you're, if you're still listening out there, be careful. Be sure you get Maria Liberati. Yeah. Her picture is yeah, on this, the front of all three of the books. So, you know, okay. go to her website, which is, yeah. uh, you know, Maria Liberati. And uh, once you get there, you can see the, the books and you can see her pictures on the front of all three of them. And so be sure it's her uh, instead yeah. of Anna Maria. Yeah. Hmm. That's yeah. interesting. That totally would be different. Another. Wow! Wow! <laughs> and, and yeah, this one, this one writes about writes about Italy also, but it's it's more uh, like um, what do you call it? The uh, ancient uh, Italy and history and stuff like that. So it's, uh, I don't see anything cooked wise mm-hmm. on it. And uh, but yeah, I have to check it out. Oh, there's then they're listed on her on her website. So yeah, like like he just told you, go to MariaLiberati dot com and check out the books. So, some very good reads and. Go find them there, and I'm sure the links will take you to uh, what you're looking for. Yeah, so, and I'm interested in that one with uh, Da Vinci. That sounds like she did some research mm-hmm. on that and found a lot of mm-hmm. interesting stuff about him, too. So that should be really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, very good. good. I might uh, pick up the pasta one and huh, got recipes and all kinds of good stuff. Okay. Start, yeah. start cooking. Well, start cooking like your mom did. <laughs> Oh man, it, I don't think I could ever get to that level because it was <laughs> it was all homemade. We could check and see if the book is like that or how it's. Uh, my my Italian cooking is uh, Stouffer's. Um, who else? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, Marie Calendar. There you go. That's throw the, spaghetti in it. Boil. Open up the jar. Put exactly. the sauce on it. Eat it. Yeah. That's it. That's yep. it. That's it. But hers was like I mean, homemade tomato sauce, homemade you know everything. The noodles. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. It's terrible. I'm, I I'm surprised I'm not 400. Yeah, I know, and that's that's just it too. I mean, you know, yeah, it, it, it just puts on so much weight on you it, <laughs> eating that Italian food like that. Oh my god, and it's so good, and you can't stop, and you just keep eating, and uh, nope. then you go, nope. why am I gaining weight? Uh, that's why. All the time. Well, we have. We have uh, what one more uh, two more shows before? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Next week, well, we got one more. We got next week we have a guest, and then uh, that's sixteenth. Yeah, we have a guest (laughs) next week. Jeff is going to be on. I don't know. I'll send you the stuff on it, and and then uh, then the twenty third. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we have a show then. Then the thirtieth, and then we go into Mm -hmm. another year, and uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, well, we'll see how, how it plays out. Yeah, next week we, a guest. Okay, we'll look forward to Next week we have a guest. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Uh, yeah, he's uh, there's one that uh, I was talking to previously, and he uh, I sent him a note, and they said, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, here it is. Jeff. Uh, from 
uh, Jeff Shaw from Underground Sellers. Uh, he's the founder of Underground Seller. And uh, this is, if not already familiar, Underground Seller is a wine company that reimagined the way customers purchase and experience wine with its innovative gamification AI technology that is integrated at the core of the platform. So this could be interesting. interesting. Could be very interesting. Uh, so he'll be on next week. Uh, he's, uh, well, let's see here, some points. Um, upcoming wine trends we're seeing based on the underground sellers' wealth of consumer data, how wineries are changing their playbook in post-COVID world, uh, the most popular wine state by state, how to expand your wine palette without breaking the bank. You know, these are just some of the things that they said he would be happy to talk about. So, and if you know you're out there listening and you have any specific questions, you know, let me know this week and we'll be sure to ask him. Yeah, absolutely. Email all about wine one zero one at gmail dot com. And um let's see what else there was um oh I redid the uh website. So if you go to all about wine btr dot com there's a little different look to it. I'm still working on it, but uh oh. you might uh, might check that out. Um, something that I, instead of doing it external, uh, with, through a third party, I just do it, uh, in-house. So I just create cool. my own, uh, look to it. So we'll see how that And goes. you always but do a great job part. too. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's, yeah, yeah really. I come, uh, I'm kind of figuring things out, but, uh, was redoing the websites and, uh, change things around and put it on my own setup. So we'll see how that works, but it is a work in progress. Uh, Good. So uh, thank you. Thanks all for tuning in. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you all uh, next week on uh, December 16th at 7 p.m. with the guest again. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, send your inquiries and messages and questions for our guest or for Ron at allaboutwine101 at gmail.com. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Oh, Be safe. See you next week. All right. Thank you. Start the and go. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinedtr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. Wow, that's really ended at the around wine. Okay, hold on. Oh, we're still on. We're on. Let's go to the green room.